to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. Jackie Manukian is the co-founder of You For Her, a social enterprise established in 2019 that produces 100% pure organic argan oil for culinary and beauty purposes. You For Her is a social enterprise believing in creating a profit for a purpose. With co-founder Hind growing up in Morocco and Jackie visiting Morocco as an Australian, their hearts led them to the women who were seeking a better future through education. Their core focus of equality for women arose from witnessing a large gender equality gap, with approximately 40% of Moroccan women being illiterate, near double that of men. Girls in rural communities are particularly disadvantaged by the arduous long distance to access schools. Their business model means they pay their staff and the business expenses. They then reserve a percentage of profits to continue to grow the business to ensure its success, whilst committing to giving more than half their profits towards supporting the girls and women within these rural Moroccan communities. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Hi, Jackie. Thanks so much for joining us here today. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm very well. You were just saying before we hit record that you are in Newcastle at the moment, but usually based over in France. How are you enjoying your time in Newcastle? Because it's quite a big difference between those two places. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm from Newcastle originally, so yeah. just coming back to visit all the family and friends and particularly spend time with my niece and nephew here. So I'm pretty used to it by now, so getting lots yeah. of beach time in as well, which is nice. Oh, how nice. Do you often come back over this time of year? Um, generally aiming for at least once a year mm. and around summertime, yeah. Yeah. How long have you been living in France for? Two years now. Wow. Yeah. And do you enjoy it? Yeah, I'm really loving it. it um, I'm, I'm glad I'm now at a point that I can understand French, which is great. <laughs> yeah, by I now. can imagine. Um, it took me a little little while. Um, but we're living in Annecy, Annecy, French say, which is just right on the edge of the Alps, kind of near Geneva. Wow. So it's beautiful mountains and amazing lakes. So just loving the outdoor life over mm, there, really. I bet. Yeah. What took you over there? Well, my husband's French, even though we surprisingly met in Canada and lived five years in Australia together already, um, but it was kind of time to spend some time closer to his family and get away from the corporate world that we were living in Sydney. Right. What were, what were you mm-hmm. doing for work in Sydney? Uh, so we are both actually working as management consultants in Capgemini. Right. So working for many big businesses. Yeah. <laughs> Very, very different lifestyle now. Yes. <laughs> so your business is called You For Her. Tell us about that. Yes. Um, so it it came about, I guess, from uh, me being in France and really wanting to start something on my own and being sick of the corporate world, wanting to do something with a bit more meaning, somehow helping people um, and actually having the flexibility of doing my own thing, I guess. And I was speaking to my friend who um, I met at Capgemini, Hind, who's now my business partner, 
um, and she's Moroccan, French Australian, <laughs> and she was talking about how she loved argan oil so much and really missed pure argan oil, which you can't really find in Australia. No one really knows about it. So we we're thinking, oh, well, let's um, do something together there. And um, so we decided, mm-hmm. yep, that's how we created you for her. And we really wanted to create something that um, really supported women, um, particularly in Morocco, because there's quite a lot of um, gender equality there. So, yeah, we source um, 100% pure organic argan oil from these all-female cooperatives in Morocco. Um, so there's a beauty version and a culinary version, and we're also committing to give um, over half of the profits back to support these women and girls in rural Morocco who particularly don't have so many opportunities or education over there. Yeah. Do you, do you find that you go over to Morocco much? I've so far gone once. It was to meet the suppliers originally and have a bit of a tour and explanation and everything. Um, but I'll be definitely be going back sometime again this yeah. year. Inns naturally goes every year anyway because that's where her family yes. is still based. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So do you have quite defined roles between the two of you? Pretty much, yeah, um, because it started as me having the the free time, essentially, the full time to put into it, whereas Hind was still working at Capgemini at the time in Sydney and then on maternity leave because she had a baby. So knowing life with a newborn baby, you don't have that much free time. Yeah. Um, but we really complement each other's uh, strengths and weaknesses, so all of my strengths are pretty much all of her weaknesses and vice versa. Perfect partnership. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, she's much more like the visionary. Yes. Um, really good networker, lots of ideas, know where to have the direction and um, particularly good in the, the sales more aspect and yeah. pitching it really well and I'm much more the, if I can say, like, the get shit done type of person where yeah. I'm very organised and very efficient and can just get any any job done Yeah. quickly. So, so the fact that you're in two different locations and time zones, how do you communicate? Is it mainly via WhatsApp or you know, how do you make it work between you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So pretty much fully reliant on WhatsApp, sending like millions of messages a day. Yeah. Particularly because whilst well now her daughter Lila is getting a little bit older, a bit more than six months. But particularly at the beginning, like she's in the middle of breastfeeding and all this other stuff, it was just texting. It's like well, on WhatsApp is the easiest way of communicating, and then at least weekly calls with each other. Um, mm. I'll be seeing her. So. Funny story, she actually, so she was based in Sydney but then recently had to move to Dubai just to follow her husband's job. Yeah. So now we're in France, Dubai and Australia a little bit. So Oh, my gosh. We're now also using Totok, which is the UAE um, application because you can't actually use WhatsApp for calls in Dubai. Oh, so, right. Yeah. Is that a, so is that an app that you can just use on your phone? Yeah, it's just another yeah, like another platform. platform. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Farah, okay, so as you mentioned very briefly before, um, your business proposition has really strong charitable values. So can we go into that in a little bit more depth so you can explain to us how this works for your business? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we, I guess, call ourselves a social enterprise or profit purpose business. Um, which I found really interesting when we were trying to set up our company because we always knew from the get-go that we wanted to give most of our profits um, to back to charity because I guess we started this knowing we'd be happy with just having it 
giving ourselves a salary to live on. We don't need to take all the profits ourselves mm. as a business owners or anything. We really wanted to give back. Um, so that was already at our core of knowing that's what we wanted to do. And I was surprised that there's not actually any like official registration or certification or anything or in Australia anyway to be a social enterprise or anything. Like when setting up a business, you're just either a charity or an NGO or your private enterprise, private mm. business. Um, so, yeah, I guess legally we're a private business, but we decided we wanted to make it kind of more official by making sure it's in our legal documents as shareholders that we connect to giving over half our profits to charity to support women in Morocco um, to make sure that that's going in there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're just we're very strong on that, and I guess our core, we have a core purpose as well of just sharing kindness, I guess, and having kindness and love at like the core of everything we do. So it just, um, that just directs all of our decisions mm. across the business. Do you use that like as a core message to help, you know, with your marketing and within your community? Uh, yeah. So the way, um, yeah, across all of our marketing channels and any communications we're quite, um, consistent with just that's what who we're about. And yeah. We definitely would reject something if someone wanted to partner with us who we really didn't agree with of having the same sort of values. Yeah. One of our questions. Do you think having those charitable values helps, you know, people decide that you're the brand they want to shop with? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Uh, well, me personally, if if I have the option of A and B and, and one doesn't provide any charitable uh, thing but the second one does, like if... Mm. I would definitely opt yeah, for so that and I'd be happy to pay. It. Yeah, and I'd yeah. actively, I'd be okay, I'd be completely happy with paying a little bit extra if that means that they're for cause rather yeah. than just for their own sake. Yeah. So do you do you find that you go and or in the future, you know, you'll go and make and see how this money is being spent, you know, so you can actually, you know, witness the change that you're making? Yeah, for sure. Really, yeah. we will definitely plan on doing that. We're actually we're so we're in discussions with the association that we've um, we've chosen. So we're we're planning to actually build a program based on uh, like we're going to take I guess a human centered approach and um, and find out on the ground what is going to be most valuable for these women and girls um, yeah. and build a program around that to make sure that we kind of have control in a way of where is it really going and making sure it's not just going to mm. administration to a charity or something and or yeah. not just being used on something that they don't actually find valuable. Yeah. So we're looking forward to uh, to delving into that this year. Mm. Exciting. So beyond that, what would you say your focus is for 2020? For now, just marketing, marketing, yeah. marketing, because that's also um, neither of our backgrounds. So we're both learning as we go completely with that, uh, which is really interesting, but it's also challenging, I guess. But, um, yeah, just trying to get ourselves known in Australia and particularly on the shelf in retail stores and salons and spas and yeah. health food shops and things like that. It, that is actually a really common hurdle that I see on a daily basis where people are really good you know, at what their business is, whether that's a product or a service or whatever it is. Yet when it comes to marketing, they're not really sure where to start. And it is a very fast-paced 
um, mm. you know, like when it comes to marketing because so much of it yeah. is driven via technology and technology is constantly changing. Constantly, so, yep. it, yeah, it can be quite overwhelming. It really, really can. And also there's so much informa- information out there that that fuels to just having too much information and then really not knowing what to do. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Particularly when it, like, we're trying to look up what we thought, oh, we'll focus. First, in terms of paid ads with Facebook and Instagram, um, and then Google and some other things. But like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's like it's really hard for for a newbie just to yes. like I, I get logically how to make the ad and everything. But like, there's so much behind knowing the tips and tricks, and there's a lot of testing and a lot more testing, and like yeah. a lot of honor and a lot of patience. And then the algorithm might change. <laughs> oh my gosh, them. the algorithms! Yeah. But you know, it's so interesting that you just said you know a lot of patience because like every Again, another thing that all business owners will say is that, like, that that learning element of understanding that everything takes longer than originally anticipated and mm. just, yeah. you know, learning patience counts yep. for a lot. It really does. <laughs> yeah. When we, when we first thought of this idea, it was a, a September, however many, like, I guess not last September, the one before, and we thought, oh, like, we'll totally get the aim to get this out there by Christmas. <laughs> and it took until, uh, like, the following Christmas, so just mm. December last past, to actually be just in time arrived to launch yeah. then. It was really like, well, okay, it actually takes way longer than expected. To so much longer. Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. And you know what? Twenty, We find that 24 hours in a day is just not enough hours either. No, certainly not. Particularly a baby for him. Oh my! Absolutely, absolutely. How do you manage your time? Um, Well, I have consulting to thank for that because I had a lot of training, um, which naturally helps. Like I already learned how to time box, and I think it helps it naturally. I'm a quite efficient organized person which I, mm. which helps um but it's funny because hind being naturally moroccan she's a bit more fluid with time so actually i have to might have to give her some nudges here this is urgent or this needs to be done yeah she's she's happy for me to give that nudge but um otherwise we do manage all of our tasks through the trello app right and yes i've got plenty of lists on google sheets and all of the information there and keeping track with weekly to-do lists and just keeping priorities mm. like knowing what my priorities are and obviously just tackling the yeah the most important things first and yeah and I'm quite strict on myself I guess to keep a work-life balance because I do hear a lot of other entrepreneurs that are working crazy hours and getting no sleep and mm. I guess I del- we deliberately didn't want to have that life coming into exactly this, so, um, yeah so we still wanted to have a life and so I just do the utmost priority. If it means that other task has to wait till tomorrow, then so be it. Mm. Um, and I just have to be okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what would you say are some of the biggest challenges you've faced so far? One of the biggest at the very beginning um, was just trying to find the actual supplier because we didn't know where to start at all and yeah. because there's such tiny little, in tiny little rural Moroccan towns is where these, like, cooperatives are. They're totally not online just to find. Um, and I was debating, do I need to just drive around these little dirt roads in Morocco myself, door knocking to try and find these? But eventually, thankfully, I was actually, I got referred by another supplier to, or by another retailer to our supplier. Um, 
and Gosh, you know like checking you them out. that information yeah so lucky <laughs> because I still then had to do due diligence on them I guess because we're really conscious that there's a lot of like fake cooperatives oh, out there that are actually run by one man that's paying the women next to nothing and it's not a real cooperative they're not mm. equal ownerships or they're not creating real quality oil like so we're really conscious of like oh there's all this stuff out there we need to check so that was a huge hurdle to overcome and it was great when I could go there and visit and meet them and they were so welcoming and it was an amazing experience. Wow. Um, What's the communication yeah. between you like? Like is is it fluid or is it difficult? With the suppliers in Morocco? Yeah. The cooperative, yeah. Um, yeah, it took a little bit getting used to because I guess I'm the person that's like immediate responsive and I'm quite like mm. go, go, go. Like and from him particularly saying, you know, Moroccans, like they take their time. It's been more fluid, just expect it's okay if they don't reply within a week. That's normal. Oh, okay. is it? A week? Like sometimes. Oh, um, slow everything It down. helped a lot then ch- chatting on WhatsApp with, with Jamila, the, um, the president there, um, rather than email. It seemed to be more effective. So once we got and gathered that uh, communication channel, was the best that worked well but um it helped it also helps that I have a French partner and was learning French because they only speak French and don't speak any English well obviously they speak Arabic but Mm. so I had to communicate with French so it was really good practice for me to be practicing my French because I'd be my husband then to double check every email and did I say that right (laughs) to make sure that I was like understood correctly and Thankfully, my husband actually was free to come with me to Morocco to help translate some parts that I mean, I wouldn't understand. So that is a challenge. Wow! Particularly interviewing some of the women. The the women in the cooperative only speak their traditional verbal language of Amazigh, and so Jamila, the kind of leader of that, would have to translate Amazigh to. French, and then that's saying to Ben, my husband, and then he would have to you. English to me. Oh, <laughs> to Chinese whispers. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. That is super interesting. So yeah. do you think that that's then also sped up the ability for you or the need for you to learn French? Uh, well, that and just living in France in general and trying yeah. to just function with the life I'd been in has definitely helped. But, yeah, that's definitely one thing, particularly to speed up my writing and collection writing emails. Yeah. Definitely. I, I actually had this conversation with a girlfriend. Um, I've just been to Perth and we were saying if we had to learn a language now, we were both saying how bad at it we would be because we're like our brains feel like they're so full. We're not really sure if we can <laughs> add another language to it. <laughs> so I don't know how I would go. But I think if, if that's yeah. your business and you have to, and then you've got you've got the resource to help you, yeah, you know, it, it does force you to do it. Yeah, I think the well for me, like I was with Ben for a long time before moving to France, and I still definitely was not fluent. So the moving right. to France part really made just a difference. Helped. So being surrounded in French, like, just one hundred percent makes you progress a lot quicker yeah oh my gosh so whereabouts is the product stopped so it's um in a warehouse in brisbane right i've got a third party supplier that does the fulfillment right okay all right do you have it stored stocked in any retail spaces yet Oh, um, not yet. Uh, well, yeah. We're currently now just starting to contact so, all of the retailers just to start that process. Distribution. So in a couple of months, yeah. Yeah. W- which areas are you going to focus on first? 
Um, particularly for the culinary oil, a lot of organic stores, <clears throat> um, and then particularly for beauty, like hair salons, beauty yeah. salons, other like organic stores, particularly like the online ones, right? As well, because there's a lot of online natural organic um, homewares type stores. Yeah, within Australia. Yeah. 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 First, focusing on Australia, like yeah. internationals can order our product as well, but yeah. our main focus for Australia. Yeah. yeah fabulous how exciting so mm-hmm. if you can just tell everyone your url so everyone can find you yeah so the website is www.youforher.com so it's y-o-u-f-o-r-h-e-r and instagram as well at you for her and facebook as well jackie thank you so much for joining us here today i've loved hearing about this business thank you so much for having me